Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Ryan's Reality Podcast, or at least that's the name we've landed on for now. That might still change. But anyways, I'm back again uh, covering the Challenge Final Reckoning, Episode 2, with uh, my good friend, McKay Lou. McKay, how are you doing? What's up, y'all? What did you think of this episode? All right, this episode I felt like moved really slow compared like to the first episode, but normally like in most recent challenge seasons, it's bound to move slow. Like there was no eliminations, we barely got to the challenge and they didn't even come until the very end of the episode. So, um not feeling the pace, but you know, everything has good drum behind it though. Yeah, unfortunately, that's just the day and age we're in where MTV just loves to drag these episodes out. It- because they know people are going to watch all of them still, and it just, you know, it saves them money if they're making more episodes with less content. But you know what? That That's just where we are in today's age with uh, MTV and the challenge. But enough of that. Let's uh, let's dive into the episode, shall we? All right. All right. So what I expected we were going to start off was was the uh, the end result of the fight uh, of TJ coming the, to the house and getting rid of Melissa and Kayla from the game. But instead of that, we actually start off at the Redemption House. Uh, and TJ comes and brings all the Redemption House teams to what he calls the surveillance rooms. And we kind of alluded to this last week where the teams there could learn about information from the main house. And apparently this is what he meant by that. And he shows them the big fight between Melissa and Kayla going on. And it ends right when uh, Kayla ends up pushing Melissa. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think that was really funny because I just shot it out of nowhere last week uh, during our um, podcast. I was like, maybe they get some camera, get to know what's going on in the house, and lo and behold, exactly what happens. So. Yep, there you go. Uh, looks like they're gonna. <laughs> looks like they're gonna get to see some of the big fights or drama going on in the house, and we all know with the challenge, there's gonna be a lot of that. But it seems they're gonna be trying to show at least the big fights each episode to the to the teams in the in the Redemption House. Oh yeah, for sure. Did you see the look on Jenna's face though when she saw that Kayla was in an altercation? Yeah, she you was could like, tell she was just mortified that her best friend in the house next to Zach was was pretty much already out of the game. Like she knew, she knew that Kayla was getting kicked out for this as well. Like she knew she was gone. Yeah, I'm I'm actually um not surprised that uh, both of them went home. Um, I'm actually not surprised that TJ decided to keep both of their partners and pair them up for the challenge because. I think uh, they got rid of too many teams already, and to keep that little bit of illusion um, that there's still things going around the game, I think that's a good idea to keep that team. Yeah, like you said, we go back to the main house, and then we see, to no one's surprise, that Cam and Kayla and Kaylee are uh, partnered as a result. And I don't think this shocked anyone. I think it was pretty pretty far for the par for the course. I think MTV loves Cam and Kaylee, and they were willing to put them together. Plus, these two sort of had drama since they were on opposite sides of the house last season, so it sort of was a natural relationship, and it made sense to put them together regardless. Uh, regardless, I do still see them as a bottom-tier team. I'm not sure if putting them together made that team any stronger at all, but... Yeah, to um, be honest, I, I like... I think it's about the same in strength. You, can, you could argue, I would probably argue at least that Kayla is a bit stronger than... Uh, Kayla was a stronger teammate for Kayla than is Cam, but overall, I think it's still around the same amount of strength, and I still feel just as unconfident in these two as I did in the other, when they were in separate teams anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we did a recap of our fantasy teams, but, um, I only, uh, as of before Cam and Kayla became a team, I literally had three teams left in the house. Yeah, you you got destroyed last week, and we decided at at the end of our episode that we were going to give you... 
uh, Cam and Kaylee, and we, we both know that they have no chance at winning, but you know what? At least I already had an extra team, so we might as well even it up in that aspect, but that I this isn't any more g- good news for you, McKay. No, but uh, we'll see. Um, yeah. All right, so after we uh, we see Cam and Kaylee uh, unsurprisingly partnered up, we uh, we get into a bit of drama. We see Polly talking with Car Maria, saying that she looks like Superwoman and that he wants to be Batman. But the real uh, point of drama is when Brad comes up and says, like, hey, I know I'm on Kyle's team. I know what you think of him, but let's let's try to like let's try to still keep cool with one another because it brings out he they bring up an interesting aspect of these sorts of rival seasons where you may be close or be even good friends with one half of the team but on the other half uh that person might be someone that's on the other side of the house or someone you hate just as much uh as your own rival so they talk about that interesting dynamic and i think that's i think brad's being very smart in trying to uh to talk with car maria early on in Saying like, hey, I know you hate Kyle, but remember, I'm in this game and I'll protect you if you don't come after us. Yeah, I think that's a good idea to try to save face um, before uh, any of the drama explodes. But um, I think at some point they will have to, like, I think it's going to happen pretty early on at some point when she's stuck in that position to actually make that make that choice. Um, I would not be surprised if she uh, tries to get rid of Kyle sooner rather than later. We will definitely see, and if at least not her, then you could definitely see like maybe Polly or Natalie taking the shot, since Polly definitely has uh, some sort of vendetta against Kyle right now, just because uh, you could see in the allusions in the next episode that these two are not friendly with each other, and even that there's an awkward relationship just because of Cara Maria. Absolutely. All right, so after we get this whole exchange with Cara, Polly, and Brad, uh, we... um. We uh, we see Johnny uh, talking to Faith about who he believes his partner is going to be, and that there's a long list of of people that it po- potentially can be. Yeah, uh, I I like how he elaborated a little bit on Sarah, a little bit on Tony, David, even, and then just even going back to like even his like older rivalries, like maybe like could have been Wes, Kellyanne, any of those people that he's royally screwed in the past. So I like how he like to keep it open. I think he has, he always has a feeling, stronger feeling than others, but I think he tried to like lay out the playing field to just like keep the viewer's mind open. And I, I, to be honest, I think most of the viewers, they they pretty much expect what's to come. I think there was only one rival that really made sense to bring in for Johnny. And if people knew about Sarah's relationship with MTV now, they know that it's not really that strong and that she's not likely to be brought back just because of how she's handled her podcast and how she's kind of cut ties with MTV. But regardless, we still get this exchange to create some sort of mystery to who, who the partner might be. Uh, but that's not really the, the main point Johnny is involved with in this episode. The next big thing he's involved with is uh, the little exchange he has with Natalie in the bathroom while she seems to be putting on her makeup, where they allude to the, to the past drama between the two and how they had a big uh, falling out after vendettas. Yeah, that's right. I think um, I think he's trying to again, like uh, what uh, Kyle and Carl were doing, trying to stay face with each other, and just trying to see where his head is at and where, if in that position, like will she get screwed or will he get screwed in that situation? So I think he's just trying to cover all his bases before anything serious did happen. Yeah, 
Uh, I definitely don't think these two are going to be friendly with each other uh, now, especially with uh, the Kaylee factor, uh, which gets covered next, where I had I didn't even know about this. Did you have any idea that Natalie happened to to like a woman like I've been watching this? I, I literally I literally Googled it right after I watched the episode or as I was watching the episode. I was just like, oh, yeah, so I, I thought- literally- I literally had no idea. And mind you, I watched this woman on Big Brother and she and like her strategy on Vendetta, she flirted with one of the veterans to get far in the game. So I I literally had no idea that Natalie may be gay, bisexual. I had no idea. And I didn't even and I had no sort of idea about the drama of Kaylee outing Natalie on Instagram. Neither did I. I guess um, it's just one of those things where like if we're not actively on social media, we're probably not going to like catch any of those things. So. Uh, yeah, I try my best to keep a, keep up with all the Twitter drama, but definitely I'm not a, I'm not out there following all the MTV personalities on Insta. But no, it was it was a fun bit of drama, and I just was surprised when I saw it. I literally rewinded like when Kyle asked Natalie like, "Are you dating a boy or a girl?" And he's like, "She's like a girl." I was like, "Wait, what?" I literally rewinded and I was like, "Oh wow, I I had no idea." Like, great for her. I just was surprised to hear it. Yeah. Um. She can date whoever she wants. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no skin off my back. But we definitely now know that this, with this point of contention, that uh, if Kaylee or if Natalie get a chance at power, then they're definitely uh, taking a shot at, at the other person. So that'll be a, definitely an interesting dynamic we see moving forward. Uh, whenever one of these teams, well, it's not gonna be Kaylee and Cam, but if Paulie and Natalie can win, then uh, we'll see if they end up taking a shot at Cam and Kaylee. All right. Uh, let's see. After that, we uh, we talk a little. We check a little bit on Shane. Uh, we already know that Polly has a bit of a rivalry with with Kyle, but we uh, touch on Shane and how he uh, at some point he actually updated his Twitter profile picture with uh with Kyle's hair transplant pic. I thought that was so much shade, but I actually love Shane for that because that's just hilarious. That's just completely Shane. He's I when I saw that I was like, oh Shane, uh, never change. Like that's. Uh, did you hear about him getting kicked off, uh, getting banned from Twitter because of, of, uh, cussing out at I, at IHOP when they were IHOP? I did not. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He literally got banned, uh, from, from Twitter for a week for like some sort of bad (laughs) conversation. It was just hilarious. I love Shane on Twitter is actually Shane on Twitter is actually very hilarious. All right. But, but. Uh, after that, probably one of my, my favorite bits of irony is that we we touch on the uh, the the Polly Kyle lo- uh, love triangle a bit, uh, and at the end of it, one of my favorite parts is when uh, Maria is actually consoling Kara about uh, about the, her relationship with Kyle, which I thought was so funny because if everyone remembers last season, um, Marie was Marie in this exact same yeah Marie was the Kara in this situation. Kara was the one that was make. Uh, uh, hooking up with Kyle and she, making uh, Marie jealous, and to me that was ab- was such a good bit of irony that I just laughed my head off when I saw. Here's the way that uh, Marie was trying to console Kyle, though. She's like, "This is why I hate you. You don't. You pretend you don't have any feelings." <laughs> I thought that was a great bit for Marie. Yeah, at least Marie wasn't like trying to talk bullshit yeah, to Kara. He was she. Like, Marie was being you. herself. But like here, I am trying to console you though, because you're my partner. So. I thought it was pretty good. Go Marie. Go Marie. Never change. As uh, as lame as she can be in challenges, she always provides a little good bit of drama. Yeah, good drama. All right. So after we uh we talk about all this, 
So after we encounter all this drama at the main house, we uh, we peek into the Redemption House for a bit. So the Redemption House, um, I was talking about how um, the Redemption House is a boring place. Like Shane and Simone, um, if you remember on Dirty 30, they got in a little cat fight because they were literally trapped in the house for way too long. I have no clue how long they were actually trapped in there for. And I don't know what entertainment that uh, production provides them, but that must honestly suck for um, all the people in there. But I think that's why they placed so many people there right at the beginning of the redemption house yeah and to be fair the house is basically in the middle of nowhere like it has a great scenic view but there's nothing by that house unlike the other redemption house we've seen in the past yeah i could not imagine that well i think on dirty 30 they were allowed to like have like an outing or something somewhere like once in a while but like only because like that house is like so far away from like the actual main house yeah, but there's nothing near this house, so these people are pretty much stuck in this house until they uh until they end up getting eliminated or they're back in the game itself. Yeah. But yeah, we touched on it. Oh, uh, that was a fun exchange between Jenna, uh, Jemmy, and Brittany, and uh, and we liked how they uh they wrote a report card for Brittany. Um, uh, the tension was there. You could cut it with a knife. But the uh, that sexual attraction to each other was also there. That. They were just waiting for them to make out. <laughs> yeah, and let's, let us not forget that Jemmy is still calling that Chuck and Brittany still have feelings for each other. Do you think uh, you think that holds some bit of truth, McKay? I think um, there might be something there. I think just enough to the point where um, maybe it has something to do with the relationship with Brad later on. I'm not sure. Are they still together? Uh, who? Uh, Brittany and... Brad and Brittany. And Brad, yeah, I believe so. I think they're still hanging with each other. They're still going to challenge throwdowns and whatnot. I think they are. Because I remember, as far as I remember, um, didn't Brittany get like a DUI or something? And then Brad's ex-wife, Tori, um, who also won Cutthroat with Brad on season 20, was like furiously pissed because like she doesn't want her um, her kids to be hanging out with this kind of influence in her life and like went on this huge rant and everything. So they... Uh, yeah, let's touch on that a bit. What do you think of the idea that Brad Here's here's what I was thinking up in the shower today. So I was like, okay, Brad Brad met his first his wife on TV and they fell in love whatnot, yada yada. My my theory is that Brad's living in the past. He's trying to find another girl to fall in love with and he wants the same result that he had before. That that's my theory and that's what I, what I'm sticking with. What do you think about that? I just think mm... I don't know. There's there's like a ten season gap, literally a 10, 10, 11 season gap between the last season and like this season. Like he literally like took the time like find a, like get married, have kids, like actually start a life. And I don't know. I know, but I, know. I agree. But I, my thought is that he's living in the past. He wants he's trying to relive those glory days that he had before, and now he's just doing it with a younger girl. Yes, he's been. If you think about it, he's been on since I remember his what was his first challenge. I believe it was like the Inferno Two was his first challenge. Like he's been on these shows for a while, man. No, he's one of the OGs. Like there's only like four or five OGs, and he's one of them. Yeah. All right. So after we leave the Redemption House for the second time, we uh, we end up seeing Pillowgate with Angela. Uh, I don't know if you kn- did. You have any idea that there was this weird tradition that. Uh, the vets would throw pillows at the first person reading the the message. Like I, I never knew this was a thing, or I, I just I never really paid attention to do it. I noticed a pattern. Like it would happen pretty often. Like, um, like when they showed the clips, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, 
you don't just get to like come in the house like I heard of things I read about is like going to challenge houses like being initiated into a fraternity you have to be initiated into the actual like challenge house and like challenge family so I thought it was fair I think she was just being hella dramatic about it like Oh, I completely agree. Faith, no, Angela was being super sensitive to the point where she has to go cry in the bathroom, and Johnny Bananas and and Brad have to come come down and apologize to her. I think it was her makeup. She was like super pissed about it. She's like trying to readjust and everything. Like maybe she shouldn't put so much on. <laughs> I I was like, wow, I can't believe this woman can't take a joke and. You know what? If I had any faith that faith not not no pun intended, any faith that she'd be able to uh to have a good social game in this house, that that's all but evaporated for me at least. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even in the first um in the first episode, if you don't remember, she was arguing with Shane over closet space. Oh, that's so, right. Like, yeah, I feel like her mental game isn't there. Like maybe she's not mentally um prepared for what the challenge is going to bring. But it looks like. They were they performed pretty well in that challenge today. So they did do very I mean, well this challenge. Yes, yeah, I think Faith is going to be a very integral part of this team. I think sh- she's going to have a very tough job of keeping Angela in line, and I think if she can at least do that for the most part, then she can at least get semi far. But I don't think there's enough talent there in that team to win the game. Also, I think the reason why they're they hate each other is because they both dated the same guy, right? Um, yeah, they X did. On the beach. Yes. And that was Corey. Was that right? Or no, I I, no, it's not Corey. It was some other yeah. guy. Okay, I just thought that would just allude to... No, you're asking the wrong guy. I know what you're alluding to, but yeah, it was it was yeah. not Corey. Corey was uh was with someone else. Alicia. Alicia was his ex, and she was with some other girl on... Uh, so regardless, regardless, it's ex on the beach. We don't care about it. Let's uh Let's go talk about the main challenge. All right, so we get this big buildup. Who's going to be Johnny Banana's partner? And out of the blue, we see a guy running in slowly with his hands held high, with his finger pointed to his wrist. It's Tony time, baby. No, it was it was literally like crickets. Like, no one was happy. Well, some people were happy oh, to see him. Because Zach was happy. Like, that was about it. But everyone was like... But, like, for the game, like that's that's like a bit that's like a good partner like that's someone they don't want to have to compete against no i think most of these teams were scared with when they saw tony they were like oh shit if we have to compete against tony and bananas this is not gonna be a fun time yeah um i don't know if you remember from rivals too um there was a something about um what was it i think car maria was a replacement for somebody when she walked in it was <laughs> same reaction like nobody wanted to see, see her like wah, wah, wah. Yeah. For everybody's game there. Like Well, regardless, they're gonna have to learn how to deal with Tony. Uh but I think some of these guy guy teams are up for it. I definitely think that this game isn't given to them. I think they're still gonna have to earn their, their share in the game to be fair. Oh, absolutely. I think um that's why they br- tried to break that barrier last season of making it um one true winner, so male or female. So that way when they introduce this season, like like guys can go against like it's a true battle of the sexes. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's let's talk about the challenge. So, the the way this challenge works is that there's gonna be a bunch of rings suspended in the air for each of these teams. There's gonna be a pusher and there's gonna be a grabber, uh, or, or maybe the not the grabber. What were they called? 
Uh, it was like swingers and like yeah, that's right, swingers and the pushers. So the the pushers will push the swingers, and they'll have to try to grab as many rings as they can within in the allotted time. Uh, and what I saw a lot of what a lot of these teams are doing, I think a lot of these teams had the wrong strategy as opposed to what Kyle and and Brad did. I think the the real th- the real strategy was to have these big guys who had a larger wingspan to try to grab more of these rings. They, I believe they should be the should have been the ones to be the swingers. But for the most part, we saw a lot of the smaller girls or the smaller guys end up being the ones to do it. Yeah, um, Veronica did. Uh, Veronica and CT. That was. That yeah, was, uh, poor that, CT. We we knew he was going to have a hard time with Veronica. Yeah, we we knew CT was going to have a hard time this season with Veronica. But I just felt bad. Like Veronica was not good. Yeah, I feel like these game these games have gotten like very more of like the physical aspect more rather than um, the social aspect so yeah we don't see the the same sort of challenges we would have seen in the mid-season the challenge that veronica would have been really really good at unfortunately yeah, for her now it's all physical challenges and i think that's just not going to work out well for veronica yeah it's uh going down <laughs> all right so to do a mini recap of round one we see zach and amanda get the least amount of rings only getting one single ring this whole entire time uh, I think Amanda, I would partially blame that on Amanda because literally her job was to swing out and like grab the rings when she was literally just plopping around. But Hey, I don't think they performed as badly or it didn't, the production didn't make it look as bad as Tori yeah. and Derek. The editing for Tori and Derek, that will, that was ruthless. And we'll, we'll touch on that when we touch, touch on the second round, but Dan, what a, what a what a whew, what a flip when you see Zach and Amanda just dominate the first challenge and coming into the second challenge they placed last overall out of all the teams. Yeah, um, some challenges some challenges are uh, made for to strengthen other people. Some have other strengths than others. So this was definitely their weakest weakest point. Yeah, I'm hoping this is their the the weakest challenge they have because. I had a I had a lot of faith in after seeing Zach and Amanda in the first episode, regardless of the fact that Zach was basically the only one that had to do anything in the first challenge. But True. the fact that Amanda really wasn't able to deliver made me a bit worried and kind of questioned what I thought overall of this team. Yeah, I would um I would say so. Maybe that season gap, maybe she should have did some more training in between. <laughs> I don't know. I think, in all honesty, they should have just Zach should have just done this challenge alone. He should have been the one to swing. He should have just run back and then run off the platform and just done it himself. Like after what they what they did together, it was was probably the better thing they could have done. Yeah, for sure. I'm all right. Just... Some other uh, honorable mentions of this of this challenge is that we see Angela and Faith get nine rings, which I don't think anybody expected or very few people expected at the very least. Yeah, good for second in that heat. Yep, and then we see uh, Brad and Kyle take the win with eleven rings. And what's interesting about this challenge is that uh, each uh, the first the team that's uh, placed first in the first round would have the ability to compete again in the second round and get themselves a second score, uh, similar to what we saw with Johnny Bananas getting to do the wheel challenge again on uh, Champs versus uh, Invasion of the Champions. Mm. All right, so uh, let's we get into round two. We. Uh, we see uh, a lot more heavy hitters compa- comparing in this round. This is when Tony and Bananas uh, compete. And, of course, this is where we get the, the very lackluster compor- uh, performance from Tori and Derek. 
Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, for a team that we thought would be one of the stronger teams here, um, I think we were right about our predictions about how Derek performed um, on Dirty Dirty Thirty, and then now again showing his poor performance. Um, I think it was John. He said like he looks like a well old machine on the outside, but like there's nothing going on the inside for him to actually like work with it. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Derek well, is such a, a buff guy. He's in amazing shape, but. He's just, for whatever reason, he's just terrible at these challenges. And I, I'm not sure why, but he's just not good at them. Yeah, and if he continues to play like that, I see Tori going home early this season and not definitely not making it to the final or anywhere near running Yeah, that. and we'll touch yeah. on how the, the eliminations work uh, near the end of this episode when we talk about the the teaser from next episode. But the way this, this season has worked could be a very, very bad from Tori and Derek, depending on how other teams view them. Yeah, and I, Tori even said herself, like, every team is probably looking at them as the layup, so maybe it might work in the ranch, maybe it might not, so it's all it's all waiting game from here. All right, but probably the, the biggest talking point about this second round is that Bananas and Shayna end up getting tangled in the air, and Bananas is doing very well uh, up until this point. He seems to be ahead of everybody else. He's gathered the most rings thus far, but... He has this very bad tangle up with Shane in the air. Do you think Shane deliberately meant to do this, or do you think this was just pure coincidence, McKay? Oh, absolutely. Shane, I think Shane, um, well, I think Johnny, I think Johnny might have tried to um, manipulate the situation a little bit, because when Shane was trying to untangle them, like, I think Johnny made it even worse at some point. And then, because he knew he was ahead, and he knew that if there was someone that he was trying to sabotage, it would probably be Shane for him. I don't know. I think I think this is all shady Shane just trying to get under a banana skin. And it's weird. For uh at the be- before this challenge starts, Banana says he wants to do well but doesn't want to win, but it certainly doesn't like look like he has this thought process when he's doing the challenge itself. Like he looks like he's going out there to win this first challenge. And uh even uh- tying Brad and Kyle getting 11 rings himself, but only not winning because of the tangle up with Shane. Maybe that was intentional. Maybe that was his way of trying to slow himself down. I don't know. How, I like I, I as much credit as I like to give to Johnny Bananas. I can't give him that much credit where he's able to intentionally tangle himself up in the air with Shane. If it was, then that was a a glorious a glorious move. But I definitely don't think he was uh, able to do that. But I don't know. I I don't think that was a. I think Tony and Bananas, in all honesty, should have just done thrown this challenge. They should have done way worse because. A lot of these teams are going to already suspect that these two are going to be a force to reckon with. And the fact that they got second overall in this challenge doesn't help their case. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Both of them, Shane and John, Johnny, uh, play kind of like a shady game. So, I, But they both play on the opposite side of the shady game. So seeing how that's going to work and how Johnny has no friends, not as many friends on his side this season, we'll see. All right. And uh, that's one thing I also wanted to touch on is that Johnny is not going to have a lot of allies this season because, as Shane pointed to earlier in this episode, uh, since the shot has been taken against Banana, a lot of people feel comfortable at throwing him into eliminations since he's done a lot of shady stuff to people in the past. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And the right. irony to that is that Tony was the one that pretty much fired that bullet that got everyone talking, and now he might be the one that has to suffer from it uh, based on how people view bananas now. Yeah, I think um, that's very true. Uh, he's been on his dry spell ever since Rivals 2. He stole all the money from Sarah. Or Rivals 3, I'm sorry. And then ever since then, I don't think he's ever made it to the final since 
No, uh, unless you unless you can count the uh, the off-brand Chance versus Stars, stars. yeah. That, well, that's we'll a little see, bit easier. We'll see. We'll see how these uh these two recent Chance versus Stars winners uh, end up doing. Hopefully, the fact that Tony end up winning Chance versus Stars too is gonna give him a little bit of confidence and uh and allow him to do pretty well this season. Maybe we'll see. If if there's any time for Tony, if there's any time for Tony time to take a win, I think this is the season to definitely do so. Okay. But we will see what happens. So we uh, we conclude the challenge. TJ says that Brad and Kyle won. They got the 11 rings in the fastest time, getting them quicker than Johnny and, and Tony did. Uh, and according to Kyle, the people that he wants to send in are Shane and Nelson, because Shane did the picture on his Twitter because of the hair plugs, which yeah, apparently just true. pisses off Kyle to no end. I can, apparently can't laugh at it. And, of course, he wants to send in Polly and Natalie because Polly. Seems to be getting close to Kara, and the, despite the fact that Polly has a girlfriend at home, it seems like he's getting a little bit too close to his girl, or his former girl at the very least. I find it really ironic how, um, though Kyle does not want to be with Kara, he gets irked by the fact that Kara is like, flaunting another dude in front of her, even though Kyle did the same thing. Um, I... <laughs> And it's sort of the same, and sort of the sort of the same thing on Kara's end. Like I think at this point she doesn't want to really be with Kyle, but she just wants to get under his skin. She wants to just flaunt off Polly. So it's interesting how we have this interesting dynamic between the two, where there's still some sort of feelings between them, but they're sort of over each other, and now they're trying to flaunt uh, other people off to each other. Yeah, I'm sure by mid-season it'll implode. Oh, Maybe definitely. Before. Yeah, depending on when uh, Polly heads into that elimination, there's got to be some big blow-up before then. All right, and... Uh, oh, uh, one other thing I want to mention that I thought was really funny uh, is that TJ says that the low, the teams that do the worst in this challenge will not be sent into elimination uh, due to the way the... F- due to the format of the win. season. Yeah. yeah. If you don't win, then you lost, is what TJ says. And uh, I we get a pretty... F- Funny quote from Zach saying, like, he just got his STT back, STT, blah, STD test back, and he's clean. I think that's pretty funny um, based on the past relationships that he's had in the house with several different girls since his initial season, Battle of Seasons. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, yeah he's, he's been around for a while as well. It's crazy to think well, how his yeah. one and only win was six seven years ago it's been a yeah. while it's been with ashley john a i don't remember and then jenna it's been with a good bit of girls but in this show for a while so who knows yeah I, I think that's one other thing i'm curious is that if jenna comes back in the house i'm curious where the where the dynamic between zach and jenna is because these two have have uh had a very on and off relationship they've dated other people they've cheated on each other before so i'm curious to see how uh how healthy this actual relationship is nowadays maybe zach might pull a tori and uh you know (laughs) well tori and derek dated very little before uh before dirty 30 but jenna and zach have been together for quite a while so i'm hoping zach wouldn't do the same things he's done in the past and that he's matured a bit but i guess only time will tell to show that all right, so now that we've uh, we covered the episode as a whole, uh, do you want to mention uh, the CT wedding, McKay? Oh, yeah. So I think, uh, where did I see it? Uh, there was this website that was saying how um, CT is getting married this summer and then MTV is going to be filming a MTV special on it. So I think that's going to be pretty exciting. 
Um, some of the guests to be appearing include, um, obviously, friends like Car Maria. And then I saw Camilla was going to be in attendance too. So who knows, maybe this is her way of like wheezing back into the MTV scene. Maybe we'll see on a challenge later on. Yeah, we'll definitely see if uh, if Camilla is able to weasel her way back into the to the good graces of MTV after this. But uh, apparently, did you also see that Johnny Bananas is going to be hosting a new TV show on NBC? I saw that, and I'm hoping maybe this will be his time to transition off of the challenge, and maybe. <laughs> I was hoping that too, but then I was reading this uh, this people article uh, this article from People Magazine online, and he says like. He's still going to do just as many of these challenges until his mama tells him not to or until his body doesn't let him. So even if uh, Bananas is still doing this TV show, it seems like he doesn't have any intention of uh, of retiring from the challenge anytime soon. Yeah, it's okay. As long as he doesn't win or... Yeah, I don't know. I just would prefer not to see Yeah, I think, it, I think nowadays... I. I've never been the biggest Johnny Banana fans. I always am like, you know what? Let's no. let's make a spotlight for the for the new players. Let's set someone. Let's give someone else some airtime. And it's crazy. Like the very first season I watched of the challenge was Battle of the Seasons, uh, where San Diego won, and that was the very last season that Johnny <laughs> Bananas has not been on. So, man, Johnny Bananas has been on the last ten to twelve seasons. So, yeah, I'll, I've if, never found a season where I've actually ever rooted for him ever. Like, you know, um, I believe. His first season was uh, the dual one. Yeah, where he was out first. And he actually went home the first episode. I was like, actually excited. Yep. (laughs) And Uh, again, they considered him a good guy on the Infernal Three when, um, yeah, when he was placed, it was like badasses versus good guys, and they placed on the good guys. So I was like, just wait until later on. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they would redo that placement now. Uh, But yeah, so get on bananas. now, I mean, what else do you have to say about him? He's he's the the face of the of the of the pre- of the of the whole series. So what are you gonna do with him? Yeah, I feel like you can place better OGs on the on the face of that in addition to bananas, but I wouldn't solely put just bananas. Yeah, well, I would love if they would like start putting a lot more of these OG challengers. Like, if I could see, uh, if I could see like, uh, blah, Evelyn or some of these other classic. Evelyn. Susie, yeah, I would. There's so many people uh, on my list that I would love to see in the challenge again. That I hope they would bring back. Like, if they were ever crazy enough to bring back Tori on the same ch- ch- uh, season as Brad, which I don't think they will, like that here's, would be TV gold. My fantasy looking right here: Battle of the X's three, pair Brad with Tori. Oh, that would be crazy. And then you have Brittany and Chuck. Oh boy, that would be a crazy season. Actually, I heard um, on the I think it was original Battle of the X Battle of the um, Battle of the X's or Battle of the X's too even um, I don't know if you remember uh, Danny and Melinda from Real World Austin. Yeah, yeah, I do. They were supposed to appear as like a team on there, but one person really like they literally <laughs> did not, they barely got them together for Battle of the yeah. Seasons. So. Yeah, they, and then they subsequently put them on even worse team uh, Battle of the Seasons. They would have had a lot better luck. Uh, being on a uh, battle of the X's than they would have battle of the seasons. Neither of them, them have really good luck ever on the challenge because I've ne- I've never seen them make it pretty far or even win an elimination. I don't think so. No surprises there. Yeah, other than Wes, uh, real world lost and really not putting in that much. Uh, those not really putting in those numbers. Yeah. 
All right. But so- also, did you hear about the reboot of the? There's going to be a new Real World season coming that's in the works right now. They're planning to put it on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or one of those streaming networks. So that should be exciting to yeah, look I out for. I, I heard they're moving the challenge, uh, blah, the Real World to another network, and I'm like, I don't know if it's going to have any more success. I think the Real World has unfortunately sort of run its course. I don't know if it can really gain the success it's once garnered because there's so many reality shows that do very similar things nowadays like when the real world came out originally it was the first of its kind no one had seen anything like it but now the the market is just so saturated so i just don't have the faith that it's going to be able to pull in the numbers that it once did a, a long time ago yeah i think the last like full season i watched like front to end was probably uh the real world portland and that was only because naya was being bitches up on that season so that just made for great tv for me <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk about the uh, the sp- the teasers from the next episode. So we see all the teams heading get what into the what is called the Armageddon. Uh, oh. Always gotta love these crea- creative names of the elimination arenas. Uh, and TJ drops a bomb on how the elimination vote is gonna work. So instead of uh, the th- the top team getting to choose who goes in, or everyone voting on in regularly who gets to go on going in, uh, every team. Uh, TJ warns every team saying like, if you're willing to vote for a team, then you better be ready to face them in the uh, elimination, which all I took to mean is that if uh, a person is voted in the elimination and they have six votes, then that team is able to choose any of the six votes uh, to face against, which I think could be a very exciting premise if that's how it works. I'm not entirely sure if that's like the way that they're going to use all season though, because I don't know if you remember watching some of the trailers, um, the double cross is used at some point or several points at this season. So I'm still, I'm just going to wait and see. Well, so, oh, how that- maybe there's going to be a never, maybe there's going to be a draw. Maybe all the votes that take place end up having to do a draw and whoever draws, uh, determines who goes into the illumination. That's probably something that's more feasible. Uh, I thought it was a little unlikely that MTV would actually let, uh, the eliminate the team in elimination just choose who they're going to go against. But no, that's probably more feasible, uh, providing that little bit of randomness to it so that we don't know who's going to go in. Yeah. So I guess we'll just wait until the next episode. Um, hopefully we get the elimination and maybe some of the cha- the next challenge. We will have to wait and see. Uh, but anyways, let's, let's wrap it up. Uh, I did want to touch on a couple things. One, uh, I just got back the logo uh, from a very talented designer on Fiverr. Uh, so we will now have a logo for this podcast. And hopefully soon uh, when this ep- episode drops, it's going to actually be able to be on iTunes podcast for once and not just uh, silly old SoundCloud. So look out for that. Uh, if Ryan's Reality Podcast is on iTunes, I'd appreciate if y'all could uh, drop a review or something. Uh, and we'll try to make this thing happen. Any final Sweet. thoughts, McKay? Uh, can't wait for next episode. Hope, um, uh, hope, hope a whole power move is made. I, I have a feeling power moves are going to be made in, early in the season. We will see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. All right, McKay, plug that, uh, plug that social media one last time before we head out. All right. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it's McLulemon, um, M C L U L U L E M O N. Yeah. Awesome. And then I just created a Twitter for the podcast. It's Ryan's Reality Pod. If you have any interest in joining, uh, it's a small account. Doesn't have any followers yet. But you know, if you want to be uh be on the be one of the ones yeah, yeah. the innovators that follows it, go right ahead and do so. Uh, anyways, hope you all have a wonderful night. And this is Ryan signing off. See ya.